0: Is real there's power in your name. We trust in your ways we need Jesus is real.
1: So my friend, if you need a healer today, and I believe we all do, that healer has a name, and his name is Jesus. And if you bring whatever needs healing, whether it's physical or emotional or social or financial or spiritual, whatever you bring to Him, He is the great physician. Now, don't get me wrong. He will not always heal you the way that you think. And the reason that is is because we aren't the great physician. And God's ideas and plans of healing are much bigger
0: and deeper than just taking a Tylenol and losing a headache. Jesus is our ultimate healer. No matter what we bring with us coming into today's message, Jesus wants to heal us from it. It could be physical, emotional, or even spiritual. But Pastor Daniel assures us that we don't need to hide it. Jesus already knows what our secret ailments are. He's waiting for us to call out to our great physician and ask him to touch our lives and restore us. It may not be easy, but it will be well worth the time. Now, here's Pastor Daniel with part one of his message, We Need a Healer. Jesus
1: you know, as a parent of young children, you have just a wealth of life experiences that go on day in and day out that you can draw on as wonderful examples. My kids are so much fun. And when I think of our youngest, Annabelle, who's now two years old, and and she's just so totally two years old. (laughs) But you learn something amazing about children, and I'm always reminded that Jesus said that if you want to enter my kingdom, you have to become like one of these little children, that there are certain ways that little children are that as we get older, we lose, but we need to find again. And one of the things in our home, maybe the most precious commodity, one of the things that when they're there, they go the quickest, is Band-Aids. Because for whatever reason, when Annabelle or Maranatha, when they get nicked up a little bit, they just want to wear Band-Aids. And even if the Band-Aid doesn't have like Dora the Explorer or something on it, it's like there's just something about the Band-Aid that when the kids, they just like, they got them. And every once in a while, Annabelle will like get into the cupboard that's got the Band-Aids in it. And there's Band-Aids just like everywhere. She's like covered in Band-Aids. But what's amazing is, is that as you get older, I think about my son Obadiah, who's like a little dude, you know. And it's like he could be bleeding profusely, and the last thing he wants is a Band-Aid. It's like, he's just too cool to roll out with a Band-Aid on. But what's amazing is, is when you think about us as we get older, it's kind of, we don't want to be wearing Band-Aids, do we? We don't want anybody to know that we got nicked, scratched, hurt, right? We cover that stuff. We just kind of roll out without them. Because you know when you see somebody with a band-aid or someone whose arm is in a sling or they got a cast on you, what what happened?" Right? The appearance of something covering something begs the question, what happened? And as you get older, you know what happens? You don't want anyone to know what happened. You don't want to have to say, well, listen, this thing went on and it really hurt. And so I got this Wound here that I'm trying to get healed up And we have a tendency as we get older To want to cover over all that stuff But not with a band-aid which might help healing We just don't want anyone to know But God is in the healing business And as we're doing this series that we call Inside Man As we're looking at the life of the prophet Elisha Elisha was an amazing person because he lived in the world and he was also God's vehicle or God's ambassador to bring the purposes and plans of God to bear in situations that all of them were messy. All of them needed a touch from the Lord. And Elisha was able to live and move and walk through the world that he lived in, a world a lot like ours today, although maybe some of the details were different, he was able to bring a piece of what God's perfect plan is into a world that was completely imperfect. And in doing this series, my hope and my prayer for us as the Crossroads family is that we would start to see ourselves in a way like Elisha. Because Elisha was a man who God's spirit came upon and used him, but you and I are in a much different dispensation than Elisha was, because we're on the other side of the finished work of Jesus. If you're born again, you have the Spirit of God inside of you, and all the gifts that are at work in the life of Elisha have the potential of being at work in your life and in my life. I mean, isn't that what Jesus said about John the Baptist? John the Baptist is the greatest prophet who ever lived, but the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. Why? Because John's life happened before the finished work of Jesus. His life happened before the cross and the empty tomb and the ascension and the day of Pentecost. So when you look at the life of the prophet Elijah, you say, man, that's awesome. And you should say, Lord, how do you want to use me as an inside?" But for many of us, we never ask that. We don't realize that because of the finished work of Jesus, there's amazing things that are in store. So I want to share this message with you today. I'm really excited about it. Open up in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5. Now, I want you to pull out your Bible. And I want you to open it, because I'm actually going to take the entire chapter of 2 Kings chapter 5. Now, if you're new to the Bible, I'll get you there. If you're part of our online audience, or if you're someone who came with a smart device, you can open up your favorite web browser, you can type in 2 Kings chapter 5, and it will pop up lickety-split quick. Super easy. But 2 Kings is pretty easy to find, because it's in about the first quarter of your Bible, Once you get through the five books, what we call the five books of Moses, the law or the Pentateuch, then you have the book of Joshua, right? And you have the book of Judges, then you have the book of Ruth, and then you get the first and second books of the, they call it the first and seconds, right? There's first and second Samuel, first and second Kings, and first and second Chronicles, which take a lot. So if you're seeing the one and two in the first part of your book, it's easy to find. So second Kings... Samuel, Kings, Chronicles. Now, if you find the first and seconds that are at the end of your book, those are the letters of Paul. You've got to turn way left, hard left, 90-degree turn. You turn back to the Old Testament, Second Kings, chapter 5. And we're going to jump right on into this. Look at what it says in verse 1. Now, Naaman, commander of the armies of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor but a leper and the syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back as captive a young girl from the land of israel she waited on naaman's wife verse three then she said to her mistress if only my master were with the prophet who is in samaria for he would heal him of his leprosy And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. Verse 5, Then the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman my servant to you that you may heal him of his leprosy. Verse 7, And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive? That this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks to quarrel with me. Kind of an interesting beginning of the story, isn't it? It's like, huh? Right? It's not quite the way you expect it to go. Now, really this tells the story about a commander in the army of the king of the Syrians. So the king of Syria at this time was a man named Ben-Hadad II. He reigned from about 860 to 841 B.C. And Naaman was a great commander in his army. I mean, look at verse 1. He was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. God had given him great victories, it says. He was a mighty man of valor. Now the word Naaman in The language of Syria literally means gracious. So this guy's got a good name, right? He's a great warrior. He's well-respected. He's been victorious. So he's like a well-known guy. But there's an issue. Now, isn't that a wonderful picture? Or maybe a not-so-wonderful picture if you think about it. Because if you look at yourself through the lens of a guy like Naaman... For a lot of us, there's some really great stuff that we get to be involved in. We have gifts and talents. We're good at certain things. But you notice the button in there, right? He's all these things, but he was a leper. In all that Naaman had going for him, he had something that needed help. Now, what does this teach us? It teaches us that we need a healer. And we need a healer. I stole the title from the song that we wrote here at Crossroads, that we need a healer. It's on our, the responding, which is our worship ministry's first album. We need a healer. See, every single human being needs a healer because although you may be really good at certain things, everybody has some area that needs a touch. There's something that's there that holds us back. There's something that's there that limits us in some way and in Naaman's case, he had a malignant skin disease. Now, when you hear the word leprosy in the Bible, we always think of the picture of somebody who what we would call medically had Hansen's disease, where body parts would be numb and be dying and eventually would fall off. But a lot of scholars would say that the word that they used in the Bible for leprosy didn't necessarily always equal what we would consider hansen's disease because some scholars would say it didn't show up till way later probably the second century bc as a common disease but it was any sort of malignant skin disease and there was all different types and so naaman this great man well respected victorious commander but yet he has the skin problem and i ask you what do you need healing for I think that's the question. See, in Naaman's case, it was observable. Anybody who ran into Naaman saw that there was a need for healing. There was something that everyone could see, and I think for some of us, we have those things. But for all of us, how are we like an older person who doesn't want anyone to see that there's some wounds there? Maybe you had lousy parents. Maybe you made a whole bunch of bad decisions and you got a rap sheet. Maybe. You go through the whole list. What is the area of your life that needs healing? I'm saying that we all need a healer, and I think that this is important because Jesus said that those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick need a physician, and I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. See, if we are not able to say, I need the Lord to heal me here, we'll never come to the Lord and ask him to do that work. Now, don't get me wrong, I realize we live in a day and age, in a culture that says, never let them see you sweat. You know, always have it together. Always put your best foot forward. And that's nice, but it's really not realistic, is it? See, Jesus says, come to me just as you are, and be real about who you are, and let me work on you just as you are. Oftentimes, unlike Naaman, as we're going to see, We're too proud to ask for help. But when you ask for help, oftentimes God will use other people to be there for you. When I say we need a healer, you need a healer. I need a healer. And I want to encourage you to let your guard down a little bit. You're not fooling anybody by presenting that you have it all together. Nobody believes that. The people closest to you absolutely know that you don't have it all together. But God wants to heal. He desires to. So Naaman's got all this great stuff going, but he is in need of healing. Now, it says in verse 2 that the Syrians had gone on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel, and she waited on Naaman's wife. So in the course of Naaman's endeavors for the Syrian army, they were did raids into Israel, and they brought back a young girl as a captive, and now she worked for Naaman's wife. And it's an amazing thing because it says in verse 3... If only my master were with the prophet who was in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. So obviously Naaman's skin ailment, his leprosy is debilitating in some way. And this young captive Israelite girl seems to care a little bit about Naaman. Oh, if he were just with the prophet in Samaria. They're talking about Elijah. She's like, man, if he was with Elijah, Elijah would heal that leprosy. Wow. Now, this is a girl in captivity with a commander who's making raids, and she's saying, oh, if you were just with them. Talk about an inside person. I mean, it's kind of a crazy thing for her to say. You think, oh, man, you're making raids. You're taking our girls captive. Man, we're going to kill you. All right? We're going to carpet bomb you or something. I heard that somewhere. Oh, if you were just with the prophet in Samaria, he would heal your leprosy. Wow. What a testimony. What a testimony. So Naaman hears this and he says he went and tells his master, thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. You gotta love thus and thus. That's like King James for yada, yada, yada. You know, bada bing, you know, all that stuff. (laughs) Thus and thus. That's the formal way. That's the precursor to yada, yada, yada. You know? It's right there in your Bible. So if you wanna be Classy say thus and thus You got that Pastor G? (laughs) And the king of Syria says Okay good, I want you to go to the king of Israel I'm going to send a letter And with it, he sends this letter And he sends all these gifts Which was the way it was in that culture When heads of state wanted to Talk with other heads of state They would send these elaborate gifts We have ten talents of silver Which ten talents would be the equivalent of about 750 pounds Now I'll leave the math to you all, those of you who like the how much this is worth in this day and age. Because every time I do math on the fly, I always get it wrong. That's why God invented a calculator. 500 shekels of gold was 150 pounds of gold. It's a lot of gold. Like if you think if gold was about $1,000 an ounce, and there's 16 ounces in a pound, you do the math. Right? Thus and thus. (laughs) (laughs) And 10 sets... Of clothing. So, and these are not just like, oh man, he sent us like 10 pairs of socks and 10 pairs of briefs. And, you know, it's like 10 pairs of royal vestiges. So this is an elaborate gift. And there's this letter coming with Naaman that says, please be advised when the letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman my servant to you that you may heal him of his leprosy. And so this gets to the king of Israel And look at what he does. It says that he reads the letter, he tears his clothes, and then he starts to complain. Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks to quarrel with me. So, Naaman gets there with all this gold and all this silver and all this stuff, thus and thus, and he gets there and he reads this letter and he rips his royal garments, which was a sign of mourning and disgust and humility, rips the garments, and then he complains, who does this guy think I am? My God, can't heal this guy's leprosy. And by the end of it, he says, Lord, he's picking a fight with me. Like, literally, the king of Israel thinks that the king of Syria is picking a fight. (laughs) It's fun times, right? See, Naaman doesn't need the king of Israel. And he doesn't even really need the prophet of Israel. He needs the king of kings and the lord of lords of Israel. That's what he needs. But the Syrian king doesn't get that. Naaman doesn't get that. And guess what? The king of Israel doesn't get it either. See, remember, this was not a good king. He doesn't get who the healer truly is. But we know that the king of kings is the healer. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. After the Lord made the bitter waters of Merah sweet, it says this. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. If you have a King James Bible, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the God who heals So my friend, if you need a healer today, and I believe we all do, that healer has a name and his name is Jesus. And if you bring whatever needs healing, whether it's physical or emotional or social or financial or spiritual, whatever you bring to him, he is the great physician. Now don't get me wrong, he will not always heal you the way that you think. And the reason that is, is because we aren't the great physician. And God's ideas and plans of healing are much bigger and deeper than just taking a Tylenol and losing a headache. There's bigger plans. But he is a healer just the same. Now, from there, look at what goes on. In verse eight, it says this. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes that he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Verse 9, Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious, and he went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me, and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the place, and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Parfar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was clean. Man, this is an awesome, awesome story, isn't it? Now imagine this. Naaman shows up. He's got leprosy. He's got tons of stuff for the king of Israel. The king of Israel thinks, oh, this is bad. He rips his clothes. I'm not God. I can't heal this guy of leprosy. I like all the gear, but it's like, I can't do this. And the king of Syria is picking a fight with me, so this isn't good, right? But then, of course, the inside man, Elisha, who now we hear him as, he's the man of God. Oh, my friend, listen, I want your name to be there, and it says either the man of God or the woman of God. That's the goal. That's what Jesus is doing. Not the really super successful, mean business person. Not the most amazing mom who makes the best Sandwiches or whatever Or the most amazing mom who works and does 97,000 things Those things aren't bad But you should say your name, the woman of God Your name, the man of God And all those other things Those details of your life Which are important, go way down the road Try it on for size Say to yourself your name and the man or woman of God Go ahead, try it on Don't be scared I'm hoping you're speaking prophetically to yourself Go ahead, put your name in there Daniel, the man of God That's kind of terrifying, isn't it? That's who you are in Jesus. That's who you are in Christ. Get used to that. That's who you are. The put your name in the not really so great person of God. That's not who you are. That's who you used to be. That's who Jesus saved you from. That's who He's transforming you from. People want to say, "Oh, the name, the ex addict name, the ex this, the ex that." No, no, no. You're the man or woman of God, my friend. That's what Jesus says you are. So He says you are, but oftentimes we don't believe it. Really, we kind of believe it. We, nah, yeah, and thus and thus.
0: Jesus is real. It doesn't matter what kind of person we are on the outside. We all need healing from our sins. Pastor Daniel today shared how each of us needs a touch from our great healer, Jesus. Only he can give us ultimate healing from every trouble in our lives.
1: Jesus is Real Radio is the radio ministry of Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. The messages that you hear each day here on Jesus is Real Radio were produced from messages that Pastor Daniel shared on Sunday mornings and the midweek study. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel Fusco here. I'm the lead pastor of Crossroads Community Church. I love that God invites all of us to be a part of his family and I wanted to invite you to be a part of my family of faith. In Vancouver, services on Sundays at 9 a.m., 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. or in Southwest Portland, our service on Sundays at 10 a.m. as well as midweek services Wednesday at 7 p.m. at both campuses. We would love to have you join us and if you're at a distance, check us out on our internet campus, crossroadslive.tv. I look forward to seeing
0: you soon. Join us again here on Jesus is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel continues to discuss the healing power of our Savior. The process of healing won't always be easy and the steps needed may seem strange, but we can trust that Jesus knows what He's doing. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through this series, Inside Man The Life of Elisha. That's next time on Jesus is Real Radio.